What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Never Mate Varsity. My name's Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. What's up, party people? It's a, it's a party in the USA. Sedition in the USA. <laughs> um, it's David. You can find me on Twitter at DRVR1222. I don't know. Things are nuts. <laughs> yeah, but hey, B2021, everybody. It's your boy Maverick. You can find me on social media at heartbreak underscore underscore kid. You're muted, by the way. Bro, what? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'll just say I'm Aaron, and you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> Aaron P. Friedman, then. I'll just... It's fine. What have you had done there? We've been doing this. Great start to the year. <laughs> Great start to the year. Oh Happens to the best so, of us. Um, full disclosure, it is not Sunday when we normally record. It is Saturday, so there are are NFL games that have happened and many more that will happen. So we're going to like gently talk about the NFL. We aren't really going to, though. We're mostly going to talk about the Orange Bowl in basketball, men's basketball for Carolina. So, Av, would you like to start us here? Well, and right before the end of the new year or end of the year, we did a, a brief kind of preview of the Orange Bowl. Uh, it was a very exciting matchup between us and Texas A&M. I think we were all just excited to really just be able to be in the game overall. Unfortunately, the Tar Heels did ultimately lose the game. It was 41-27 was the score. I don't think it's one of those games, though. The score definitely did not reflect, I think, the momentum and I think the level of, of how close the game was. Uh, it was what, a tie game with five minutes to go? And then, unfortunately, just for we can discuss later, but it just seemed like Carolina just ran out of gas. Yeah, I mean, losing your, your, your top three offensive weapons for that kind of game, you know, it does something to you. And, and you, know, you know, I think I said this after the game. It's like you have a Texas A&M team that had, like, no opt-outs the number five team in the nation with something to prove. And you take them to the last five minutes of the game, two years out from being, you know, two and nine, two and 10, whatever our record was. Uh, it's just, you know, it sucks in the moment to lose because I thought we had a realistic chance, but we even had a realistic chance is a, is a testament to, you know, what this coaching staff has done and how this team has improved um, over the last few years. Did you say my name? Jesus. <laughs> okay. My internet's my internet's been cutting in and out. I heard it. Uh, it sounded like it could have been Aaron. I apologize. What What are your thoughts about the the Orange Bowl, bud? <laughs> uh, is it my turn to speak? Yes, it's your time to talk about the Orange Bowl, Aaron. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm proud of our guys. Like David said, I think that the score, or like Matt said, I think the score doesn't reflect the game. I mean, we came into it down 41 touchdowns, and we still put up a great offensive performance. We still played well defensively, and I think that it showed that we have very large reasons to be optimistic about next season. Sure, this team has good bones. The foundation's good. We should be able to build off this going into next year. 
I think if I keep asking you, because you're the one that keeps up with this the most, I think we return 20 of the 22 offensive and defensive starters for that game. So we, sh- we this is pretty much what we're getting next year. And I can work with that. If this is the baseline for where we're going to be and over the past two years, the team has gotten better as the year goes on. If this is the bottom, I am excited to see what next December looks like. Yeah, I think it was a big talking point indeed, based upon developments this week, particularly with Tamon Fox returning. It was returning 10 of 11 defensive starters. So, I mean, that's honestly fantastic. And given the fact that the defense very much played, I think, despite the score, their best and most complete game of the entire season, and it came in the Orange Bowl, is a pretty big testament to the, how far they have grown across the season. And I think, again, one of the big talking points is that it definitely gave a preview of 2021. But right now, if, especially if things continue to improve or, or at least get better between now and then, this is also going to be a team that will get a spring practice um, that they did not get as well. So they're going to get even better, in theory, before next fall. Yeah, and you think about it, it's like, you know, you didn't have Chaz Surratt, and you, you feel, I, I feel like that was probably one of the best games the defense has played all year. And you got Gemmel, and you have the Fox brothers, and you have, you know, our secondary, which is much of, you got Tony Grimes, you got um, Jaquarius Conley. Uh, there's a lot Storm of. Storm Duck will be back. Storm Duck will be back. Um, Cameron Kelly. Um, you've got Vohasic up front. There's just a lot of, of, of optimism going ahead. I think the one area where I think there's going to be an, a very obvious regression is the running game because it's hard to replace, you know, running backs to the caliber of Michael Carter and, you know, Javante Williams. But I think that, you know, overall, you know, at least a wide receiver, you've got Choffrey Brown, you've got Josh Downs, um, Toe Groves is transferring, so we won't have him, but I think Antoine Green is still around. Um, so, you know, it, there's, there's going to be... Yeah, Walston, I didn't. <laughs> Walston at tight end. Bo Corrales is coming back. Um, there, there's a lot. There's still a lot of depth at wide receiver, too. So I think the offense will be okay. Um, defense, I think, is going to be improved. Plus the recruiting class that we're getting, which is one of the best that we've had in Carolina history. Um, there's just a lot of optimism going into next year. So I'm excited. I'm very excited for next year. For sure. Uh, Max said that they were going to pay the coordinators as much as it takes to keep them here for next year. Uh, Carolina football Twitter has already started the howl for Heisman campaign for next year. I said going into the game, it was going to be a a bit of a stress test for scheme to see how much of what we were doing was because our running backs were very, very good. Our right receivers were very good in experience and how much of it was scheming people open. And I think in, in the passing game, it looks like people were still running butt naked open. So I'll, I'll take that going into next year. The running game was a little more concerning. Uh, we were hell-bent on running Sam Howell in that game. Um, more so than we had all year. Actually, kind of. Did you just throw your cat? <laughs> did you just, like, just toss your cat? On my bed. I just saw a cat go flying through your room. Onto my bed, yes. 
Hey, a Twitch streamer, a Twitch streamer got banned for that, Aaron. You can't yeah, be doing my this. My bed is literally one foot away from where I'm. <laughs> Do I really? need to call somebody? A Twitch streamer got banned for that. <laughs> no, it's one foot. Legitimately one foot. I know because I, I measured because I was thinking about moving my bed around, but I, there's not room. Oh there's only one foot. Okay. Um. Hat throwing. That's a new one. <laughs> Like I was saying before I got distracted, <laughs> we ran Sam Howell a lot in that game. It, it, it was kind of reminiscent of what Clemson has liked to do over the past two years where they did not let Trevor Lawrence run at all until the playoff, and then they were just running like zone reads and, and veers and stuff just constantly. I wonder if it's going to be a bit of the same thing next year where we're just going to hide his legs unless he needs to scramble. Then in those last couple games, um, the ones that matter, start letting him loose. And I feel like it, once we are less intent on running Sam Howell and we're more intent on letting the, the running backs get the bulk of that load, I think we, I mean, we aren't going to replace the, um, the efficiency we had this year. That's just like mathematically, that's going to be very difficult to do. But if we can have a solid running game that is reliable when we need to rely on it, we're going to be good next year. We're going to be really good next year. And the big plus there is the offensive line is coming back. So, Lots of optimism. We, we know what our first game is next year, don't we? Do we? It was supposed to be y'all stalling while I pull up the, uh, <laughs> the schedule for next year. Side, side, side note, I do Yes, we know exactly, I, we I know exactly who State, we're playing right? in the first game next season. I do. Wish I, we it does look like it's Georgia State. I do wish we still played against Auburn this year. I do miss. I do think we could have. We could have made some noise playing against Auburn this year. David, do you have something? That, David, do, David, do you have something to say? I'm gonna hurt. I'm gonna hurt all of you. <laughs> not me. I'm not the one who has their mic <laughs> muted and is throwing cats during a podcast. <laughs> I am not the one doing that. <laughs> anyway, any um, any parting thoughts from the football season? Uh, oh wait, there's a national championship on Monday. Yeah, <laughs> I legit forgot about that. Do y'all have any predictions? Alabama. Yeah, we know. Aaron, do you have any... I think it's going to be closer than... I was going to ask if you had any insight on how hurt Justin Fields is, because I haven't seen anything. I have zero insight into that. What were you saying? Um. So, yeah. Well, what I'm saying now is my ping is, like, over one second, so that's probably why I sound super delayed. Um, But... I don't really know how hurt Justin Fields is, but I'm expecting this game to be closer um, than a lot of people think. I think a lot of people probably expect Alabama to blow the brakes off of Ohio State. And I don't know. Maybe it's just an unfounded gut feeling. But I think that Ohio State's going to keep No, I don't think they're going to blow the brakes off of them either. Um, I, I think it'll probably be close. If Justin Fields played like he did against Clemson, it's definitely going to be close. Um. But this is also one of the most talented <laughs> Alabama teams we may have seen ever. So it's, it's going to be a tall task. 
right now the line is Alabama minus eight. I don't know if I, I don't know. I would consider taking Ohio State minus eight. Plus eight, I mean. Anyway. Yeah, I think that's like right on the borderline of where I think it's going to be. So that's a little risky of a bet for my taste. But I think that Ohio State's going to keep it within 14, within 11 points. Yeah, it'll for sure be, it won't be more than a two-possession game. All right, let's talk about basketball. Who's on a bit of a winning streak? (laughs) David, what's that face? (laughs) We're good at basketball. Now, I will say, Miami did beat NC State today. But Miami... Better than they look, maybe. <laughs> um, you know, it's, you know, we won. I can't complain about that. However, I would be lying if I said I was not frustrated the entire 40 minutes the past two games. Even after we won, it wasn't even like a few, oh man, you know, like they really played well and we just, you know, caught the bad end of a really. A, a team play like it's just like no we just sucked it up for 39 minutes and decided you like and sucked less for a, sucked for a little a less, less amount of time for a little less time because <laughs> i was watching miami and it was like they were so bad it was so bad and they're missing like two or three starters and that's not their fault we have our entire team minus anthony harris and we looked just as bad if not worse at times so it just was really frustrating it's just we just don't have a good team We'll I will win say, I will say, like I said, this is two wins now against Notre Dame and Miami. Very close wins. Well, they were both one-point victories that we we would lose with last year's team. I mean, I yeah. Mean, last year's teams lost those games. When Anthony Harris is the missing link on this basketball team. When Anthony Harris is the missing link on this basketball team, David, you'll I see. I hope so. I hope he comes back and kills it. I, I really do. I just I don't know if one player is going to be the the squeak. Is I don't think that's the squeaky wheel. I think there's a lot more happening with this team that's a problem. But we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Three point percentage is slowly climbing, yeah. though. We are up to thirty percent on the year as a team. Disagree, but I'm enjoying these wins. Um, I I am actually most concerned about. Garrison, because he is just not playing well in like any facet. Like he's not making the like the high basketball IQ like decisions. Like he's not he's not taking over. Like he's not asserting himself on the offensive end. He's not particularly good on the defensive end. He's making sloppy passes. So it's just like I don't know what his deal is. And I, I kind of brought this up in the group chat where it was like, is Garrison in his feelings a little bit because. Leaky and Garrison both got benched. And I feel like Leaky has responded in a much different way than Garrison has. Leaky has responded by playing a great last two games. And hit, uh, you know, Garrison just seems like he's just like going through the motions when he's on the court. And it just feels like I can't justify having Garrison on the court when you have Mondo and Dayron. Like 
like giving that effort a hundred percent of the time when they're playing, they may not always make the best decisions, but they're at least giving that a hundred percent effort. And I just don't feel like I get that with Garrison right now, which is weird because he's been known to like be a hustle guy. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's weird. I, I don't know if he's in his feelings or if he's just in his head. I, I don't know, but it's it's weird. But I'm glad we have Dayron Sharp to to clean up all that stuff because he's been playing out of his mind the past couple of days. Um, I'm glad we get to see a bit of that motor that people have been talking about. I said on Twitter that I feel like, or I might have said it on Twitter. I've definitely said it out loud to Mav and our friend Adam. I think we need to have either Kerwin Walton or Andrew Playtech on the court at all times. It's one of them. I thought that Ker- I think Kerwin is playing into a starting role right now. He is legitimately at times the only like sliver of offense that we have in any way, shape, or form. He he is the only one that can legitimately like potentially get his own shot right now because Caleb is frustrating the hell out of me. RJ, his, his handles have gone out the window, and he can't hit a jumper. And I'm just like, what is happening? Like, it just, I don't understand what's happening. Like, is it Hey, tired Andrew got this shot off for the game winner. Yeah, no, it's, I'm not talking about Andrew. I'm talking about RJ, and I'm talking about Caleb. I thought that well, RJ We're talking about people were, who can get their own shot. <laughs> Andrew Playtech apparently no, can get no, his no. own. <laughs> that's fair. You know, he did get his own shot. So, you know... And and the other thing is that Kerwin can throw an entry pass. Like Kerwin Walton can throw entry passes. And that's something we've been missing. And I just, it doesn't feel like we have a point guard on this team right now. I thought it would have been RJ, quite frankly, but he's not doing well. And when you're guards, when you're starting two guards, when Caleb and RJ are absolutely abysmal, from three-point range. It kills your team because you they can just pack the paint. That's what teams are doing. They are daring us to shoot. The only reason we won the Miami game is because Curran Walton started hitting threes, Leaky Black started hitting threes, and that opened the entire floor up, even though our post game sucked. It was not the post, the, the, the big man's best game. We were able to pull it out because that, the floor had to be stretched because they had to respect Leaky's jumper, which is not something I thought I would say, and they had to respect... Kerwin Walton's jumper. So it's just, but you notice when RJ and Caleb are on the floor, they are daring Caleb to shoot because Caleb, Caleb is going to make me lose hair when he takes those stupid, like transition mid range, like pop jumpers. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, I know that has to infuriate Roy. What did I say? He's going to make you what? I don't even know what I said. Oh, I, he's gonna make me lose my hair. He said yeah. He's gonna make you lose hair. No offense. <laughs> um, <laughs> Damn, I wonder what that I must be like. I think that um, if Kerwin and Leaky and Andrew can routinely knock down threes, and RJ and Caleb just hit half of the ones they get when they're open, like butt naked open, no one around you. If they can do that. I feel like we're going to start putting up points and points and points. But big if, big if I don't know. I'm just glad we won. We we won some games. That's something that we could not say last year. <laughs> so 
if we're winning, I'm going to say encourage. Ev, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, it makes me feel a little bit better. We did old, we did lose the state. I don't believe we covered that in the last pod as well. That was definitely a sore spot. Never like losing the state, but I just stayed off social media and let it blow over. There was some real. I was listening to um, an ACC podcast <laughs> this morning, and they said that um, State might be the best team in the triangle. And LOL, literally, as I was watch- as I was listening to that, they were losing to Miami. <laughs> but I don't know who the best team in the triangle is right now. I'm tempted to say Duke. Maybe, but they they've played like their first two games in a month, so I don't know if they look bad because they're rusty or they look bad because they aren't very good. Because they also did not look very good before they took like a month off. So who knows who's good? Apparently, Clemson's good. Virginia Tech's good. I guess the ACC. I don't know. Anyway, shall we move on to the one NFL game that's happened so far? Let's do it. Josh Allen almost turned into old Josh Allen. I mean, he did for a brief second. He did turn into old Josh Allen. Uh, David, I know you watched a good amount of this game. Do you have any takeaways? I did. Um, The Bills like to get too cute too often. Mostly Josh Allen likes to get too cute too often. I didn't expect them to lose to the Colts. I, I thought they were going to blow them out. I don't know if this team has it to beat the Chiefs. Um, it's the, it's weird because like this is a gr- this is a good team. It's a good Bills team. I don't think they have the firepower to beat the Chiefs. But like it, you know, like Josh Allen could just have one of those games where he's just like going supernova, and it, like there's nothing. Like he has some of those games where like it doesn't matter what you do, it just does not seem like you're gonna stop him. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. As far as like the Colts, like Philip Rivers has to retire after this year. Like he's got too many kids to raise, too much, too many things on the horizon. On the horizon. And you know, I was thinking it's like I heard like all of the the Carson Wentz to 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 Indianapolis rumors, and I was like that would be kind of interesting. Um, I don't know if I like it. But I mean, it would be at least very. It would at least be interesting. I don't know if Car. I still haven't decided if Carson Wentz is actually a good quarterback or not. Uh, but you know, we'll see. But either way, um, I, I'm curious about how you feel, Colby, about that fumble at the end because I thought that it, I thought it was a fumble, but they ruled it not a fumble. I could, but I could kind of see how there was inconclusive evidence, so it was kind of a toss up. But regardless, uh, I mean, I thought it was a fumble. Um, I thought he was up, and then the the Buffalo player punched it out. Um, I like that the peanut punch has now traveled up to Buffalo with the rest of the Panthers defense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, the bills, I was just looking at the, the DVO DVOA rankings and which is defense adjusted value over average. Just how, how good is your team basically? And the Bills are number one in weighted DVOA, which is pretty much how are you playing most recently? It weights the games that you have been playing higher and the ones at the beginning of the season lower. And the Bills are first. So that includes Kansas City, who is playing, according to DVOA, like the sixth best team in the league right now. 
but there's something about having done it before and i hate saying stuff like that but it's there is something to if the chiefs get down in the playoffs it's not even a doubt like they can get down 20 20 some points in the first half like they did last year i'm still not worried about them winning that game like I'm not sure if the Bills have that yet. And I do still think this is a very good football team, but they cannot play the game that they played today and expect to go very far in the playoffs. Because at this point, everybody's good. You can't hide from anybody. So, Yeah, I mean, I think that it's like we've said before, the Bills, are, or not the Bills, excuse me, the Chiefs are similar to Alabama. Um, obviously, they're less proven than Alabama, but it's like until they lose, you're not going to bet on them to lose. And even after they lose, you might not bet on them to lose again because they're that good. Exactly. Saw um, analytics Twitter <laughs> got in a fight with everyone who only watches like one game a week on um, on Twitter about. So the the Colts were down fourteen. They scored a touchdown to go down eight, and they were going to kick the extra point. I want. I think that's a point that gets glossed over. They were about to kick the extra point, but uh, Nutra was an infraction, put them on the one-yard line, so they went for two, down eight. And everyone was like, grr, kick the extra point. And the other half of Twitter was like, no, it was the right thing to do, even though they didn't get it, uh, which I thought was interesting, as it almost happened to Carolina a couple weeks ago, <laughs> or uh, a month or so ago. Um, so just go listen to the Wake Forest pod where I talked to David about why you should go for two when you're down eight. Anyway, it was fun. And you know what? They they didn't get two-point conversion. They got a stop. Or they didn't get a stop. They forced a goal, I think. Uh, either way, they were the uh, Colts came back down the field, went for two again, and they got it, which is what the numbers say. So go for two when you're down eight. Yeah, I thought about that. You, I, I understood why they did it. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, Colby explained this to me. <laughs> I learned things. It, and it's not hard. It's not hard math. Like, the commentators, like, I know the analytics people say, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's not, it's not rocket science. It's counting. Ev, I know you were watching Survivor, so do you have anything to say about that game? Um, just as with tradition, with the veteran quarterback, Philip Rivers, it appeared he found himself in a situation down one score with about two minutes to play and with the ball and then loses yeah. in a heartbreaking yeah. scenario. Alex Kirshner on Twitter said, we are about to find out which is stronger NC state or the bills. <laughs> right. Which made me think, is Chargers stuff really all those years? Was it really just advanced NC state stuff? Could be. Never know. All right. I feel like this is a bit of a short pod, but I'm also out of things to talk about. So, unless y'all have something. Not high. Nice subtle way to start the year. I can complain about the NFL's COVID protocol enforcement if you want. Please do. Okay. Um, I think that the way that the NFL enforces their COVID protocols are stupid. The Browns are coming up on the biggest game in franchise history tomorrow 
and we have practiced once in the past, twice in the past two weeks. Because even though we have guys testing positive, the quote unquote outbreak at our team thing in action to postpone our game. Um, even in the, it wasn't even nearly as bad mid-season when the Wizards were playing. They postponed the game four days so that they could protect their precious teams. Um, two weeks ago, we had all three of our starting wide receivers out. Earlier this season, the Broncos literally did not have a quarterback, and yet both in both instances, the teams were forced to play uh, with clear evidence that there was spread an outbreak happening at the facilities. Whereas when the Ravens have a similar situation, the NFL bends over backwards to let them wait as long as possible to have the team as close to full strength as possible. The Ravens, the old Browns, the franchise that was stolen from the city of Cleveland in the middle of the night and brought to Baltimore. We wait for the joke to get to end. I don't even care that it's the Ravens. My issue, <laughs> my issue is that my issue is that it's not evenly enforced. It's clear that the NFL doesn't have any rhyme or reason for declaring when it is or isn't an outbreak. I, for one, think that we shouldn't even be playing football right now at all. But if you are, then enforce it equally. Don't just all willy-nilly say this, this is an outbreak and this isn't an outbreak. I believe Alvin Kamara is able to play this week. Is he not? You, you, you Does anyone know the answer? So we don't because know the answer. he w- entered in the, the COVID protocol. Oh, I, I asked, don't... is Alvin Kamara able to play this week? I haven't been keeping up, to be honest with you. Because he entered COVID protocol after Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward's been in COVID protocol for, I believe, like 16 days. And he's not able to play this weekend. And I believe Kamara tested positive, what, nine days ago? Is Alvin playing this week? I'm Googling it. Google's not loading. I'm the NFL is stupid. The moral of the story. appreciate that. And also, I, I mean, I believe the answer to why is this game being played and why was the Ravens game pushed? Be- um, it's because it's the playoffs and there's only one game, so you gotta. And I think the NFL wants this money, this TV money, to come in this week and not have to push the Super Bowl, which is what you might have to do if any of these games get postponed. Which is a sucky answer, but I also I think it's the correct answer. Anything, Anything else? Yeah, I got like a quarter of that. Um, oh well. Yeah. Trust me, it was good. <laughs> The only the only NFL thing that I have to say is that if the Panthers sign, I presume that you are agreeing with me that the NFL is. I was gonna say if, if the if the Panthers sign Dwayne Haskins, I'm gonna have to you know, I'm gonna have to think about some things because David Tepper is getting on my nerves. <laughs> okay, Camara says that he's playing tomorrow. Um, okay. and nine days ago, he missed one game. Game. And Denzel Ward is now like his game because, as I will say, the NFL is extremely inconsistent in enforcement of protocol. No reason. I want them to be safe about it. I don't think they should be playing football. But if they're playing football, don't just enforce it 
based on how they want to enforce it to make sure that the teams that they have a, their best players play. Oh, poor Aaron. <laughs> I got like a little bit of that, but sure. Yes, I do agree with Aaron. What? I, no, I just, <laughs> you just keep going in and out. And now we've got like most of it, but it's just. Blame Roger Goodell. He keeps cutting out my internet. That's exactly what it is. But I think your ping's a little bit better now, which is cool. My ping says it's at 37, but by looking at how long it takes for you to react to what I'm saying, I know that I'm like five seconds behind. So, thank you, Aaron. I all, I do agree with you. It's the way that they are, they are enforcing these protocols is not very sensical. And if I were a Browns fan, I'd probably be upset about it. Um... I'm still betting on the Browns to win, so I hope that makes you feel better. <laughs> or not to win, at least to cover. So, a lot of NFL games happening tomorrow as we record. We will maybe get to those. I don't know when we're going to do the next episode of this, but we will talk more about the NFL and the college football championship next time we speak.